Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for tuning in to ALR PRA's Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, Nick Augustine, and this show is produced by ALR PRA Incorporated, a global law practice management agency headquartered downtown Chicago, Illinois, and serving greater Chicago, Los Angeles, New York, and Washington, D.C. We also connect international law firms and domestic law firms for international legal issues. At ALRPRA, we help manage our clients' business so they can spend more time practicing law. Our primary activities are law firm public relations, marketing, and credentialing. We also offer a wide variety of practice management services to help you with all the back-end business of managing a law firm. Today's guest is Larry Landsman. He's a partner in Chicago's Block and Landsman, a securities litigation firm. Larry represents investors who have suffered damages due to investment fraud. Larry also represents members of the securities industry, including advising advisory firms and brokers who have industry-related disputes. Larry's firm litigates cases in state and federal courts throughout the country and is involved in arbitration proceedings before the Financial Industry Regulatory Authority, FINRA, and the reparations proceedings before the Commodities Futures Trading Commission, the CFTC. His website is www.blockblock-landsman.com. Again, www.blockblock-landsman.com. We welcome callers to today's program and invite your questions and counterpoint either by email directly at nick, N-I-C-K, at A-L-R-P-R-A dot com with Law Talk Radio in the subject line, please, or please call in by dialing area code 917-889-9732 and then press option 1 to be placed in our caller queue. That telephone number again is area code 917-889-9732, option 1 to be placed in the caller queue. Now, when calling in, please be kind and mute your phone while waiting to make a comment so that we can avoid unnecessary background noise. By way of a disclaimer, this is a general information program, and the advice shared on this show does not constitute legal advice, and results may vary vary based on your facts and location. Communication with attorneys and guests on this show does not give rise to an attorney-client relationship. Also, our programming is politically neutral and objective. Counterpoints to views expressed on our show are always welcomed. ALRPRA does not necessarily endorse all opinions expressed by guests. And finally, all callers do remain confidential, and all rights to this broadcast are reserved by ALRPRA Incorporated. We have a quick announcement before we get to our guest. We want to let you know that our announcement from Mary Erlane, she works to help professionals learn the skill of connecting the dots and removing barriers. On March 15, 2011, from 8 to 9.30 a.m., Mary will conduct a hands-on Leadership for Women workshop for women rainmakers and leaders in business. This event will be held in the large boardroom at ALRPRA's headquarters located at 35 East Wacker Drive in Chicago. ALRPRA is sponsoring your registration fees, making this a free event. Come by and enjoy a light breakfast and enjoy this pragmatic and acclaimed executive workshop. Space is limited, so register today by emailing nick, N-I-C-K, at A-L-R-P-R-A dot com with women rainmakers and business leaders if you want to reserve your complimentary seat at this workshop. A-L-R-P-R-A is a Chambers Business Suites tenant, and we like to thank Chambers Business Suites for co-sponsoring this event. Now, today's subject matter, a holistic approach to law firm marketing can really change the way you think about marketing your practice. Learn from Larry Landsman as he shares his experiences with his firm's effort. Block and Landsman recently embarked on a multi-pronged approach to marketing their firm, including publishing articles in relevant journals, creating a blog, speaking at seminars, advertising on radio, and increasing person-to-person contacts. Learn more about Larry's impressions of the firm's strategy development, implementation, and impressions on measuring their return. So, Larry, are you out there? How are you doing today? I am. I'm fine. Thank you for having me, Nick. All right. Well, Larry, why don't we just get started by uh, sharing a little bit with our listeners uh, about who you are, what your practice is, and how you came to the decision that you wanted to take a new marketing strategy. Of course. Thanks. Um, we have my firm has been in existence for almost 17 years. I've been practicing in Illinois and Chicago for over 20 years, 
and we concentrate like you said at the at the opening we concentrate our practice on securities litigation we represent a lot of investors who have lost their funds uh significant funds in many cases their entire um savings because of broker misconduct or investment fraud and these are claims uh that people have against large brokerage firms small brokerage firms independent uh investment advisors really a whole range of of individuals and uh we have you know we've been we receive our clients from a number of different sources and we uh made a decision over the summer that we wanted to take more control over the direction of how we were going to uh, receive our clients you know for for my type of practice representing investors uh you really need to put yourself uh in front of potential clients so that they can easily find you we're we're not like a a personal injury law firm or a, breach, or a business litigation firm where when you have a car accident or you receive some personal injury most people know um that they've been injured and they know that they can go seek out an attorney and it's fairly easy to find same thing if you have a contract that's been breached uh most people re- recognize that they've been wronged and there's something that they should do and that they should go seek out an attorney. With investment losses, it's not the same. Uh people who suffered investment losses don't necessarily know uh, the reason why and they don't know who to speak with. A lot of times they just simply don't know that there's uh law firms out there an attorney who can help them recoup their investments if those losses were caused by wrongdoing. And uh that's what we do. Now uh one of i think the big um the big roadblocks in in people uh knowing about us and that's what the whole marketing strategy is to let people know that essentially we exist one of the big uh roadblocks is victims of investment fraud typically suffer in silence people do not talk about uh that they have been scammed people don't like to discuss their losses they're always willing to uh tell their friends about their their victories in investments but nobody wants to talk about having lost significant amounts of money so so those losses go uh without discussion uh and we decided that we needed to we wanted to put ourselves in a position where we could be in front of the people who needed our help and we needed a a concerted effort in order to do that uh in the past we had essentially engaged in random acts of marketing um every you know once in a while i would publish an article once in a while we were mentioned in a newspaper for a case that we had i'd been interviewed on the radio once or twice but we never really concentrated on uh an established plan for using this and it and and in thinking about what we had done in the past these random acts uh I think we let opportunities slip by uh where we could have uh put our name out there as uh an authority in in this area of law. I like how you uh suggest the random acts of marketing and it is true when uh we come across someone who can get us published somewhere uh or take different things but there's so many more things that we can do if we sit down and I think by making a plan um and roundtabling different things you start looking at things like social media um now what does that mean what types of things can we do there so as you go through and making your plan I think you find more uh, opportunities that you otherwise would have missed uh is that what you found as well absolutely i mean we said my partner and i alan block we we have a we have a three person firm and so but alan and i sat down um in the late summer of 2010 and and really uh focused our attention on marketing in a substantive way uh, not not putting our name on a billboard not doing tv commercials n- not like that because we wanted to we wanted to put ourselves out there so that we would be a recognized authority in this field and we wanted our name publicly associated with securities litigation and we knew it was going to be a long-term um process this was not something that was going to happen in a month or a couple of months it was going to be a, a a sustained effort and we sat when we sat down we uh, had to decide on our target market who are we going to direct our efforts to and we did that and we had a two-pronged approach for that one the investors themselves and two 
professionals who deal with those investors, uh, accountants, advisors. We actually receive a lot of referrals from investment advisors who get new clients, recognize that uh, their clients had been wronged by a prior um, broker or, or advisor, and will refer them to us. Um, so we wanted to put ourselves in front of uh, professionals and the investors themselves. And, and as you mentioned, we, we developed a multi-pronged approach. Um, I decided I was going to write articles for journals, not law review journals, but, but practical, accessible articles that were geared towards a larger audience. Uh, we updated, we decided we were going to update our website. So I needed to learn about search engine optimization, which before SEO, I had no idea really what it was uh, in, in the practical sense. We decided to start a blog. Uh, we decided we were going to look at getting our name mentioned in newspaper articles. We were going to do public speaking, and we were going to make more of an effort to meet with people. And it, it occurred to me, and I'm sure you have insight into this, it occurred to me that effective marketing, at least for the law practice, is an organic process. You don't know what's going to work. You don't know the way it's going to work. You just know that you have to make a sustained effort to, to keep putting your name out there in as many different ways as possible um, so that something will, will take hold and, and grow into more contacts and more opportunities. You just don't know where it's going to lead when you, when you start the process. Uh, I'll make a comment there. When you start, it's... <laughs> What we do with many people is start with some basic things, and then as we learn more about them, um, you know, they learn more about themselves too, and you spot different things. And I like how you talk about, um, you know, finding those professionals and referral sources. That you know, that's a that's a real easy uh, a task because you already know these individuals, and you share with them that you want referrals. They don't necessarily know that your doors are open to referrals, or that you're even taking more clients. So as you do move forward, you start learning more you know you stumble upon more things and with search engine optimization uh you know once you start digging you find more things more ways that you can benefit uh and it, you know so it's just you the marketing plan never seems to look like the same thing from start to um you know finish and really there is no finish I, you know it's funny that you say that because i was thinking exactly the same thing i think it's just an ongoing always evolving uh plan that you're always taking in new information and you're adjusting according to what seems to be working and what new ideas that you have. For instance, you, I think you made a good point. You know, we know a lot of professionals who could be referral sources or at least get our name out there in a positive way. But, and we want, to, we want to let them know what we're doing, but we also want to reach out to people we don't know yet and we want to make them we want to create relationships and make them into contact. And it, it's difficult to know how to do this when you have no – I mean, I don't have any training, in, in no professional training in, in marketing. Um, I needed to decide for, you know, the journals, the articles that I was writing, what topics, what journals. You have to research uh, what is a good journal for a particular article. It's not – it's not as easy as simply opening up your computer and doing a quick Google search. You really need to investigate these things. Finding the right um, uh, computer assistance uh, to optimize your website uh, and figuring out how to do the blog and how to become a reporter source. How do you get to a reporter? All of these things took really a lot of time, and, and I wasn't willing to pick and choose any one or two things because if I only did journal articles and started a blog what what about you know everything else that could could you know take me towards the the goal that we actually had and and so it was really a very all-encompassing uh, approach that we that we decided to take and and you know it's it's a lot of work we've learned an awful lot uh, but I think it's um, it's starting to bear fruit I mean I think we're starting to get to the point where all of these things are starting to actually work together, and one approach uh, feeds into another approach, which feeds into another aspect, and, and the whole thing grows into um, this sort of ever-growing plan that you really can't define ahead of time. And the way that I 
I like to talk about different activities is just as you would have diversification in your investment portfolio, it's appropriate to have diversification in your public relations and marketing activities because you, again, have no idea where people are going to stumble through and find you. Um, and a lot of consumer expectation. Consumers expect to be able to find their professionals just as if they were going to go and they were going to look for uh, you know, a new restaurant, bar, or somewhere to get a haircut. There, you know, some people will look on Yelp, and you know what? Yelp as a site has a very high return rate and page rank. And having just your name, even though people aren't thinking that Yelp is a place to find a securities firm, you have, you, you know, I'd hope that you'd create a Yelp page so that someone, uh, so that it pushes your name higher and higher. And the more that you take advantage of some of these opportunities, what you're doing is you're telling the search engines that we are working hard and we are, are you know, trying to place our firm all over the place by claiming listings. And as far as Google's concerned, Google is a very ethically based company, and a lot of their corporate culture at Google Google revolves uh, awarding um, good work that's done, and by you know a lot of these avenues for marketing are very cost effective. Many of them are free, but it's time intensive in getting the work done. So we're going to pause for a quick commercial break and then come back and talk a little more in detail about uh, some of the ways that Larry Landsman and his firm developed their marketing strategy and. Uh, maybe uh, some of the, the ways that they started, and we already delved into this a little bit, but we're going to come back and focus a little more on that after a word from our commercial sponsors. And our first uh, commercial sponsor for the day is the law office of Nancy K. Ducharme. Your business may be exposed to liability if your marketing materials and slogans infringe on another's intellectual property. When you need the right legal services to advance your creativity and guard against trademark infringement, call the law office of Nancy K. Ducharme. Attorney Nancy K. Ducharme brings big law firm experience and reputation to her intellectual property law firm, serving national corporate clients in the areas of trademark, copyright, internet law, and advertising law. You can find the law office of Nancy K. Ducharme by visiting nkdlaw.com and also by searching for the law office of Nancy K. Ducharme on Facebook. The law office of Nancy K. Ducharme is there to help with your advertising copy review. Get in touch with Nancy today by visiting nkdlaw.com. And our third commercial sponsor is Steve Fretzen and the Sales Results Network. If you're an attorney who's struggling developing your book of business, try calling Sales Results. For over six years, Sales Results has been helping attorneys to double or even triple their books through business development coaching programs. Call them today at area code 847-317-1575. That telephone number again is 847 847- 3171575 or visit them online at www.salesresultsinc.com that's plural sales salesresultsinc.com now back to our Law Talk Radio program. Again, we do encourage our listeners to call in with any questions. Please dial 917-889-9732 and press option 1 to be placed in our caller queue. Of course, you can always submit your questions by email directly or through our contact page at alrpra.com. Now back with our guest, Larry Landsman. Um, you know, Larry, one of the things that we look at when talking about SEO and uh, copywriting and other things is websites. And just the other day I was chatting with uh, one of my colleagues and talking about websites, and I just wanted to highlight now, you know, something that you had talked about in the beginning in the first segment is telling people really what, you, what it is that you do. And I think that many law firms make a crucial mistake in uh, writing their website to make it about them when it really is about your end user and your customer. So where it's appropriate to put the, the page of um, you know, the resources, case you, cases you've won, credentials, very appropriate to have found. But the, the, you know, when you go to a web page, you want to see a web page and see what it is this firm can do for you. Absolutely. I think that uh, when anybody goes to a website, I think they're really going to look at it uh, from their own perspective. And they're going to look at it quickly and say, what, what is here for me? What are they going to do for me? I have a, if I have a particular need as the consumer, are they going to be able to satisfy it? Uh, I think it's a good idea to have your credentials uh, on, on the site, but it shouldn't be you know, at the top of the site. It shouldn't be on the first page that, 
they're going to go look at. It really should be uh, buried uh, a little deeper down. You, you had mentioned something before the break that I thought was interesting. You said that Google rewards good work that's done. And, you know, it's interesting that you say that because in my um, education in, in this area, uh, I actually learned um, the same thing um, that for our blog, for instance, that we started a couple of months ago. And it's actually enjoyable to do, but but is is an effort. Um, Google, uh, from what I everything that I see now, Google rewards independent thought. Um, they don't like copying. Uh, they don't like you to just take information that you get from another source and just re regurgitate it, reprint it, and put it on your own blog and say, see what somebody else said. They want in you know unique thought and unique opinions, uh, comments on um, facts that you might learn throughout you know the course of the day. Can and I interject the, something? Yes. Spam. They have spammers. Those same search engine scrubbers to find you, they spam you if you're repurposing uh, other people's stuff and just copying and pasting. They think that you're just uh, you know stealing other people's work, and they don't know whether it's a copyright problem or not. You know, so they'll err on the side of knocking you um, down in page rank, and that's what that's one of the things that really scares so many people about using some of the big legal vendors that sell you websites and they lease you these websites with this pre canned uh, content that's risking you getting knocked off the um, off the search engine by the search engine scrubber. So I just wanted to you know toss that in. So go ahead, you were saying. No, I think that's a great I, I think that's a great comment. And and really, I mean it's supposed to be your work. It's supposed to be your thoughts that are that you're putting out there. And and it takes work. I mean none of this stuff is supposed to come easily. Uh, it it takes effort. It takes work uh, and attention because you want people to be attracted by your thoughts. And again, like I said our focus was we wanted to be a recognized authority in in our field of securities litigation representing investors. Uh we didn't want to be known as a repository for the thoughts and opinions of somebody else. Um and so you have to, you know, put your own thought and and time into it. And I think that's really critical in in anything that you do when you're trying to promote uh when you're pr- trying to promote your own law firm. Um and and what we found is um, you have to take the opportunities that present themselves to you and recognize them and 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 use the opportunities that you're given for marketing. For instance, uh, we've uh, been hired, uh, last year we were hired by several professional football players who were defrauded out of significant amounts of money by, by close advisors. And I started to study the the history of athletes that have been defrauded, and I found it is uh, an enormous problem within uh, the the major leagues: uh, football, baseball, basketball. Uh, athletes are targets; they're specific targets of, of fraudsters, of people who want to go after them uh, for their money. And I thought it was an interesting topic, so I decided that I was going to write an article on. Uh, on that issue, so uh, I did, and I found a I found a publication uh, that was very eager uh, to publish an article on that. Um, so we I published the article, and I filed a couple of lawsuits on behalf of of these clients. A sports agent somewhere out west, uh, who I didn't know, learned about one of these cases, and he had a client with a similar type of problem, and. He was asking me questions, and I would stay in touch with him, and I would send him periodic updates. And it was just sort of a personal touch, just to let him know, you know, that I'm I'm out there and I'm thinking about him. And here's some more information if you want to talk to your client about it. Well, eventually, without my knowledge, he gave my name to a reporter for a national sports journal, um, and that reporter called me, was interested in. Uh, our case was interested in the article because I sent her a copy of the article that I I had written and decided to write several articles on my cases. And I thought, well, that's good because here I decided to have personal contact with somebody and I decided to uh, and I used this article and I got several articles in this in this journal that were published and I thought, well, that's good, but what am I going to do with that? Uh, I decided to then meet with the chairman of the sports law committee for a local bar association. Um, and I, I, uh, he actually had seen the articles that were published. He's very in tune with the, uh, with the legal community 
in, in that field of law and sports law, and uh, he was very interested in it. He suggested that we put on a CLE, a continuing legal education seminar, on the issue of fraud against athletes. Um, and, and it took several months to put it all together, but we did. I was the featured speaker, and we actually put it on last week, and it was very successful. And uh, we had maybe almost 50 people who attended, um, and it lasted for about an hour and a half. And uh, afterwards, we had an extensive question and answer session, and then we had a, a post-seminar get-together, and a lot of people stayed. And during that, um, I met an agent who represents several uh, athletes, and he wants me now to come and speak with his with his clients and talk to them about these issues and see if any of them have these types of problems. And when I was thinking about it, you know, when I first talked to you about um, your show and and how marketing plans are are sort of undirected uh, growth, you know, I, I went back and I thought, gee, that all started because of a meeting that Alan and I had back in July when I decided I was going to write articles and talk to people. Isn't that and, funny and I, how... How how easily that can come about. It is, and and you have to just at least for me, you know, you you follow up on the opportunities. When when this agent out west contacted me, uh, clear out of the blue, I stayed in touch with him. I made a specific effort to to do that. Um, and and you know when you know you're respectful, you do it. You know you're consistent, you're thoughtful. I think these things eventually come to pass where uh, they are going to uh, generate more interest and more contacts and more business. And and I think that's the type of marketing plan. It, it's not something that you do once in a while. It's something that you have to think about all the time. It is. And, you know, and part of your marketing plan is figuring who's your, you know, your director of first impressions. Um, and if that, in a, if in a networking situation, that's you, uh, you're the person who represents your firm, you, you never know who you're going to talk to. And I'll just give you a quick example before we go for a second break. Uh, I was talking to a gentleman named Richard Curtis in San Diego. He is a publicist with several people he believes would be good uh, folks for our radio program here. And as we're talking about different things, uh, I talked a little bit about how I practice public public relations, sometimes using uh, my background in litigation, where um, we'll send letters to coerce people to take action or, or, or whatnot in a PR sense and uh, being a credible threat. Anyways, the guy told me a story about how he had a beef with his insurance company, and he put a sign on the back of his car that said, XYZ Insurance Company is slow to pay claims. He tells me he goes and he parks his car um, in a, on a very prominent you know, area, high traffic area in San Diego, and takes a picture of the car, sends it into um, the insurance company, and guess what? That claim was paid the very next day. Uh, hmm. So any, I'm, I'm talking to this gentleman, and I re I'm looking at my phone and realizing that um, you know, normally I only spend 15 minutes on these calls, and it's getting to be 45 minutes. And I think, you know, I like this guy. I'm going to continue talking to him. We continue talking about publishing. Turns out that as I have a client who's looking for a movie and book deal publisher, his wife does all of this work. And then we started talking more about Facebook, and I said, hey, why don't I connect with you on Facebook and LinkedIn? And he says, Nick, um, that's my next step. I don't really know how to do all of that. Um, and I asked him, well, what do you do in public relations with, with your um, all your content? I said, you know, one of the things we do for our clients is they give us content. We, you know, paste it all over their social media in a very appropriate way on the fan pages and whatnot. So he says, hey, why don't we partner up here? So now he, I have the opportunity for him to send all his uh, social media publication work to our agency, um, and we continue to talk for him for radio show sources. So just because I ended up staying on the phone with the guy, I ended up also getting an invitation to stay with him at his place in Big Bear um, when I'm out in California for an ABA meeting in, in Palm Springs in two months from now. So that all of that just came from me staying on the phone with this guy, and I didn't know, you know, all, he, was a, he was an email in my inbox and turned, until I turned him into a partner. So it's just you never know, just like your story, um, Larry, with talking with the defrauded football players. And, I mean, you see how it's just you never know. And if we if we always shut the door because we don't have someone to bill for our time, we don't develop these relationships. And isn't that really the essence of marketing? Now, I haven't been able to uh, finagle a, a, a trip to Vail yet. 
uh, from anybody, but I'm working on it. Um, but, you know, it's it's really the essence of marketing to just sort of be open to these things. You know, you mentioned LinkedIn. I think I, I'm, I'm not on Facebook, really, um, uh, but I am on LinkedIn. And I had posted my um, article uh, on, on LinkedIn, th- that one particular article. And uh, a friend of mine who yeah, I, I talk to very occasionally, who has nothing to do with law business, nothing to do with investments, um, you know, nothing to do with anything within the orbit of my profession, he, but I'm, I'm linked in with him. He happened to see it uh, shortly before he went to his accountant to do his taxes just a couple weeks ago. And... He calls me up on the Saturday. He says, "Larry, you know, I just met with my um with my uh with my accountant and we were just sort of talking about, you know, whatever. And it turns out this accountant represents almost 20 football players from from a team outside Chicago. He does their taxes. And he says, "Oh, you know what? A good friend of mine, Larry, just wrote an article about this and, you know, he was talking about it." Well, next thing you know, um uh I'm talking to this accountant, and he's very interested in in what I do, and we're considering whether I'm going to uh, go with him. He meets with his clients on this one team um, uh, every summer, and he, and and the it's being considered whether I can go up there with him and meet with all these people. And 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 what did I what did I do for that? I just published it on LinkedIn, but it took you know everything leading up to that. Uh, to get that to get that connection, and, and what I think it that's is, a tremendous connection. It is, and what it is is leveraging um, leveraging different relationships. Um, it, it, the reason that I am joining at Mid America Club, and the reason I'm the chairman of the Friends of Miss Illinois for the Miss America organization, is because I was a compulsive John Marshall alumni groupie, and I, I say it jokingly, but I attend all these events. My friend Anne Anne invites me to Mid America, where she's a member. I meet this woman K L Robertson Daly, and the rest is history. And you know, and it's it's all again. Again, I key in a lot of those things because I spent two years in entertainment music management after law school everyone told me i was nuts they said nick what in the world are you doing you know you should sit down and take the bar exam and i said no i'm going to la on tour um you know while the rest of my classmates were walking through graduation i was on a beach in malibu and again everyone thought i was nuts and now um you know i just it seized the opportunity so a lot of these are just opportunities to to be seized so we'll be right back with larry in uh, a few minutes after we pause for our halfway mark here where we bring you some daily legal news and then our fourth commercial sponsor. So daily legal news, uh, again, we get these news uh, bits from all over the place. Usually we get the AMLAW daily legal news, which is good for some big firm news and international things. But we also like to bring you some things that uh, everyday people are interested in. And today's uh, comes from foxnews.com. And again, we are an objective and neutral publication here, so we know in no way endorse any of the bias if there is any with any of the organizations. But uh, today's uh, interesting article is Bachman calls Congress to block $105 billion in health law money. This article was published March 8, 2000. March 8, 2011, on foxnews.com, and it reads, quote, Representative Michelle Bachman is threatening to leverage a must-pass budget bill to ensure Congress strips billions of dollars from the federal health care overhaul, money she says was unfairly baked into the law. Democrats dispute her charges, and one GOP official said Bachman's claim was wrong, adding to the uncertainty over whether she could rally enough support in her party to direct the rescission in a White House vote. But Bachman, the Republican from Minnesota, told Fox News that she wants to use the fiscal 2011 budget process to eliminate the $105 billion in buried health law funding. That money was included as mandatory spending over the next eight years, she said, meaning it's automatic and not subject to annual spending votes by Congress. Quote, this is a crime against democracy, end quote, Bachman told Fox News on Tuesday, Quote, no one knew that Harry Reid, Pelosi, and Obama put $105 billion in spending in that bill. This is a bombshell, end quote. The hefty down payment for the health law makes it more difficult for Republicans who want to defund the policy through the annual appropriations process. To remedy this, Bachman says she wants to include language demanding money back in the next short-term budget bill, which will probably be required to fund the government when the latest short-term bill expires on March 18th. 
So very interesting article. Uh, Foxnews.com for more on that article. Again, never know what we're going to find in the world of daily legal news. Our fourth commercial sponsor today is Jim Thompson and his Get Clients Now program. Are you a solo practitioner or work in a small law firm and want to get more clients now? Sure. If this sounds like you, there's a seasoned attorney and marketing coach that you need to talk to. His name is Jim Thompson, and his program is called Get Clients Now, and he can help you take the crucial steps towards increasing your firm's revenues. The Get Clients Now program employs various time-honored techniques to help you attract new business and encourage referrals. Jim is a monthly guest in the Law Talk Radio programs every first Thursday of the month, and after retiring from his fulfilling career as a trial lawyer, Jim decided to focus his time on helping young and seasoned attorneys get more clients. He has a website, LawyersMarketingResource.com, again, LawyersMarketingResource.com, where you can find testimonials and all sorts of ways that Jim uh, can work with you to help you get more clients. He was on our show last week where we talked about systems and a, a business systems approach to marketing, management, technology, and finance. So do get in touch with Jim Thompson today by visiting lawyersmarketresource.com or lawyersmarketing, I'm sorry, lawyersmarketingresource.com where he has contact information and, and more. You can also get in touch with Jim by contacting me here at ALRPRA. Again, my direct email is nick, N-I-C-K, at ALRPRA.com. We'd like to also remind our listeners out there to share our broadcast links in their social networks. Many people do find our show on their friends' Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn pages, and we thank all of you for your support in sharing our programming. Now, going back to our show, we've got Larry Landsman. Larry just told us an impressive story on how much mileage he got from taking on a client who was a defrauded football player, writing an article, and the rest was history. Right, Larry? That's right. And, you know, I wanted to bounce back to something uh, you asked me at the at the top of the interview from what you had just said, because, I, you know... Uh, I mentioned that we we engaged in just random acts of marketing, and and the reason for that was I was very focused on the practice of law. I was never really focused on the business of law, and I don't think that you can really separate the two to run a successful practice. We've been here for almost 17 years, my firm, and I consider that to be a successful time period. Um, but, But you can't do that just being focused on the practice of law. All lawyers... They want to focus on the practice of law. It's what we studied for. It's what we all believe that we're really very good at. But there's also the business aspect of it as well. And the amount of time that you take in having these discussions really goes towards just the the successful practice. And that's ultimately, I think, what we're all looking for. But I think there's there's another side of it, too, that I think is really, really important. And, And this is where you have to make some difficult decisions, at least in my experience. Uh, you have to weigh, um, you have to balance marketing opportunities against your obligations to your clients. And, and I've, I've been presented actually with two sort of similar situations where, where that came into play. Um, I don't mean to focus only on um, this one set of, of cases that I have, these, these athletes, but I think it's, 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 uh, it exemplifies some of the issues. Uh, there was a, um, a national news magazine uh, very well known, that uh, was interested in um, my case, one of my cases, um, uh, because it was a it's a it's a well known, especially locally, a well known football player, and it's it's an interesting issue. I think a lot of people would acknowledge that the fraud against you know targeting athletes, and they wanted to interview us, and they wanted to interview my client, and if if you think about it, for any small practitioner to be to have your case showcased on a national platform is is potentially tremendous marketing opportunity. Um, and I, I we really thought about it a lot. And, and in my discussions with the producer of the show, uh, I, I expressed my concerns that I don't like, because I had an active case going, I don't like the idea of uh, having my client interviewed uh, even before his deposition occurs. Because you don't, you you can't control it. And I said to them, uh, I, I would be willing to consider it, but I need to know the questions up front. I need to know the questions, and I need to be able to control uh, what questions he can and can't answer. And I and I need to have that in advance. And we and we went back and forth several times. Uh, they kept making different suggestions about bullet points and and things like that. And ultimately, uh, we made the decision not to go ahead with it. 
uh, it would not advance my client's case. Uh, it might advance uh, discussion over the larger issue, which could help, you know, the group of people who, you know, he falls into, these, these athletes. Uh, it certainly could help uh, my practice gain a little notoriety in, in that regard. But ultimately, I had to make the decision that it was not the right thing to do. And, and I think that, you know, these choices sometimes come up. And you, you, it, it, it's difficult because you really want an opportunity to 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 have that type of exposure, but you know sometimes you just have to say no. Well, right, and sometimes you just have to also uh, focus on getting the work done and uh, serving the clients. I know that engaging in marketing materials uh, and in marketing activities uh, as they pop up and as you schedule them are sometimes very fun, but they don't, uh, you know, get all the. If you have deadlines, you've got to get the work done. So, um, you know, again, I, I fall back on this idea of make a plan, work the plan, and uh, the Jay Foonberg book, of course. Um, you know, I'm a uh, ABA Law Practice Management Active member, and Jay Foonberg has really written the book on a lot of this. And we will, when we counsel people, uh, often refer to a lot of similar things. And again, a recurring theme is make the plan work the plan. So you can add things to your plan, but if um, execution of your marketing plan gets in the way of uh, you know, being able to serve clients, that's, you know, also a problem. So, again, there's always uh, a balance there. And, again, as we tell you know, people, you know, have make sure you do something. And it's, that's why another thing I just want to highlight right now is this idea of systems. Um, if you have a marketing plan and you turn it into a system of how that plan is executed, that system can be plug. It's a plug-and-play at that point, and another person can can do you know some of the different activities instead of um you the marketing person who's determined and you know done all this yourself um at some point it's appropriate to uh you know pass the wheel off to someone else and let them drive for a while um you know and of course maintain management over everything you're doing but um it's, it's sometimes you know we never there's so many opportunities and activities out there again with networking you could go to networking events every day and spend all day following up with the people you're networking with, um, you know, and calling every last person you meet. And you can't always do that. So, what, Larry, what are some of the things that you've implemented and tried to do to sort of control that? Well, um, using technology is, is wonderful. There are so many, um, there are so many uh, resources out there that, that you can use. For instance, you had mentioned, again, Google. Uh, we, for instance, I use Google Alerts. And... Uh, I use a plug in certain keywords, you know, for my blog, for articles, for ideas, just keeping up with things when I'm with with, with the current state of affairs. And uh, I uh, punch in various keywords into Google Alerts, and every day I will receive um, an email with articles that have been published uh, regarding these keywords. And uh, what I am now able to do is I have a system where I get them in the types of cases that I'm looking for. I don't have to look through all of them. I have an assistant who I can I can give them to, and she can look through them, and she is very good at picking out what are the articles that are pertinent to our practice, what are the articles that I might be interested in, what are the articles that um, you know might be a good topic uh, for the blog. I'm going to have to write the blog, obviously, and I do, uh, but but having somebody, once that system is set up, having uh, the Google Alerts uh, set up and, and coming in, you can have somebody who can assist you with um, you know, reviewing them. Because it's a lot of information, and, and you, you, you could spend all your time or a significant amount of time reviewing all of this and doing this kind of marketing. And then you have uh, transcripts piling up on your desk that you still need to read and you never sure. get around to. Certainly, certainly. Let me ask you a question about um, as this process was going, and we have about one minute, so we need to take our final break. What was some of the reaction with other members of your law firm? To what? Uh, to developing and implementing your strategy um, as you were going. How did how did the firm and other members react? Uh, well, my, my primary partner, Alan, thought it was a great idea. I mean, I I brought it to him because it had been an issue that was bothering me, and it has spurred him into thinking more about um, marketing in a, in a structured sort of way. And now he's taken up uh, the mantle of doing that himself, uh, making sure that he's um, uh, going to more 
meetings, uh, networking meetings, uh, to meet other people who are specifically targeted, you know, the professionals that we want to speak with, the investors themselves. So I think I think success uh, on one person spurs the other person uh, to do it as well. And I think everybody everybody benefits. Very good comments. We're going to pause for a break, and then we will be right back with Larry Landsman and uh, finish out and talk a little bit about how to judge some uh, return on investment and how to measure uh, whether the expense that you have put in, because, again, there's an opportunity cost here. Every minute Larry spends on marketing is a minute that he's not uh, spending on on generating revenue for the firm. So there needs to be a balance with some of these things. We'll chat a little bit about that. So at the uh, 45-minute point, in our show, we bring you law practice management resources. Our resources come from first the ABA uh, publishing and the ABA web store, uh, secondly from the Law Bulletin Publishing Company, and then finally your very own ALR PRA practice management experts. So first, ABA web store and ABA publishing has a great title we found today called About Immigration Compliance Auditing for Lawyers. The immigration compliance responsibility placed on employers by the federal government can be overwhelming. This cutting-edge resource provides authoritative step-by-step guidance for conducting immigration compliance audits under the Department of Homeland Security regulations and related employment laws. The authors are distinguished attorneys who have led to the development of model immigration compliance auditing standards for the use of Congress, the judiciary, federal agencies, and bar associations. So, again, the title is About Immigration, Compliance, and Auditing for Lawyers. Please also, on ALRPRA.com, on the Law Talk radio page, look for titles by attorney Donna Adler, who has been our guest on several occasions and has spoke uh, on several immigration uh, policies. She's talked about U visas, um, ICE enforcement, all sorts of good uh, shows by Donna Adler. She'll be back again soon with more in her uh, multi-part series. Our second law practice management resource of the day is the Law Bulletin Publishing Company. When you subscribe to the Chicago Daily Law Bulletin and the Chicago Lawyer Magazine, you'll receive up-to-date legal news from around Chicago and around Illinois. Also, check out the Law Bulletin blog, Attorneys in Transition, which offers advice and tips for lawyers going through a career transition. It also hosts a monthly career seminar for lawyers in flux in their careers. I am one of the weekly advice columnists published by the Attorneys in Transition site, and I hope that you stop by and visit and leave your comments at attorneysintransition.com. Finally, our ALR PRA practice management services are available for hourly consulting and fixed fee project basis services in systems development for your office in management as well as our core business activities in public relations, marketing, technology, and finance. Our webinars and hands-on desk reference materials are available for attorneys in transition, especially anyone launching a solo practice. So again, for young attorneys, for seasoned attorneys, for people in small law firms, medium law firms, we're available at your request. Please visit our At Work page at ALRPRA.com for more information. And our final commercial sponsor of the day is credit damage expert George Finder. Your credit score and reputation are valuable assets. If you suffer damage to your credit score, you should consider your damages. Credit damage expert George Finder is an expert who can put a dollar amount on damage to your credit score. George Finder is one of the only credit damage experts in the country, and the attorneys and plaintiffs who have retained his services have earned huge damage awards in various practice areas such as personal injury, employment law, family law, and general civil litigation. By learning to incorporate credit damage questions into your intake process, you and your staff will learn to spot credit damage events worthy of retaining George Finder's credit damage analysis services. Available nationwide, credit damage expert George Finder is available for consulting on credit damage reputation. The Credit Damage Expert website is full of resources, and you can visit creditdamageexpert.com. Again, creditdamageexpert.com to learn more about George Finder and his expert services. Again, one final request before we go to our last segment in the show. Please share our programming. 
Please also share the telephone number, the 917-889-9732, option one, to be placed in the caller queue. And if you want to find more about upcoming shows or past shows, in addition to our website, you can find us on Facebook by going to the Law Talk Radio fan page. All you need to do is log on to your Facebook account, and under the search bar, type in Law Talk Radio, and you'll receive the events with uh, all of the guests that we've had over time to time. And again, many people do um, run into our shows by going onto their Facebook account. Again, we no longer send out uh, mass uh, events uh, specifically to people, but do um, frequently post our events for all of our shows. So it's a good place to find out a little bit more about our program and other shows and uh, who our guests are and some of their contact information. So it's just a nice opportunity. So now back with Larry Landsman, we're going to finish out and talk a little bit about return on investment. And Larry, before the break, I had mentioned that there's certainly an opportunity cost to anything that you're doing is a business activity that takes away from your billable time. So Larry, what types of things have you looked at in trying to uh, measure the implementation and, and the return on investment, investment not only being financial investment but a time investment? You know, that is such a great question, and uh, that's probably the one area in all of this that we're probably lacking a little bit because I, we don't have a a, a true um, method for doing it. I mean, I have every day uh, I, have, I promised myself I would devote uh, some time to moving forward. I mean, in terms of a budget, I mean, we figured out what budget we wanted to spend. I mean, that wasn't that difficult to do and we sort of know where we are in terms of the budget that we're spending and we can adjust it as as we need but the opportunity cost the amount of time you put into it it's it's really a sense of for me do i feel like we're making progress do i feel like we're 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 you know we're taking additional steps towards the goal that we set out um last summer um and and if if every you know every day I feel like I've either um, worked on my blog or um, I've had a discussion with somebody or I feel like you know we've made further steps in in creating a new relationship with a new referral source, that's really how I measure it. Do I feel satisfied with the efforts that I've taken? I first and foremost, my my overriding concern is my cases uh, because nobody's going to hire me if I'm not paying attention to my cases. And uh, I make sure that they are my priority. Uh, but this is a priority as well. And if I feel that, you know, at the end of the day, I've made some progress, um, there's no, there's no um, yardstick to really measure it against. But if I feel like I've, done, uh, I've made co- uh, contact with new people or I furthered an existing contact, I feel that I've been successful. Uh, I don't know which day I'm going to see the actual results. Uh, out of the blue, I received a call a couple of weeks ago from a reporter at the Wall Street Journal who wanted to uh, interview me for a piece she's doing that's actually now going to be published uh, next Monday. Um, you know, the day before I received that call, I don't know how I felt about what the progress was, but the day I got that call and we had that interview, I felt very good about it. And the next day, maybe not as much happened, but I still felt pretty good about it. And I'm going to feel good about it next Monday when the article's published. So as long as we have those things happening... I feel pretty good about it. You know, and Larry, one of the things that I felt really good about was the day that I was invited to be a columnist for a uh, law bulletin. That was uh, a jump for joy opportunity for me because I've got background in recruiting and staffing. So, and again, I never knew, you know how I got, how that came to fruition is I wrote an article about an event I attended at Northwestern University and I published it online and uh, made reference to the attorneys in transition as a resource um, and then I get a call from an editor, you know. So, I mean, these things, you never know. The other thing I tell people is that you never know when someone's going to see your marketing email, print it, and put it in a file that goes in a file cabinet. We can't see these things operating in the background, um, and we also can't see when people uh, make referrals uh, to other people and pass our card off to someone else and see that third party who has no idea who we are, Google our name online, and you know, I hope that when they do that, we have a full, uh, you know, all the page results are things that we put there, because if they Google your name and you've done your 
job marketing, you should be the first several pages of content. Um, you know, and the, the other thing people always ask us um, as as you know, clients say, well, you know, Nick, if we hire your agency for PR and marketing work, how are we going to, uh, you know, do you promise us clients? What can we do to get more clients now? And I never promise people that they're going to get clients because I can't produce that. There's the, there are multiple variables involved, but what we can offer as a deliverable, and you know, what you, you'll see, you know, Larry, I think you'll uh, agree with me here, is that you can deliver. Um, you know, a larger uh, range of credentials uh, with things people can find online, and you're producing content. And by engaging in some of these, you know, in, uh, relationships also, every time we make a phone call and meet a new person and we add to our human capital, we are becoming wealthier in, um, in our marketing. And so human capital and uh, credentials are certainly huge deliverables that I think are good returns on investment. Do you, what do you think, Larry? I, I agree wholeheartedly, and that's why it gets back to what what I said uh, earlier. What what the focus of our whole marketing plan? It wasn't our goal. Our ultimate goal wasn't to get new cases. I mean, we weren't designing a plan to get new cases. Ultimately, we we want that and all, but the goal of the plan, the focus, was to become a recognized authority. What we do with that is then. Um, something different. But the marketing plan is to get us recognized as an authority in this area so that people, when they Google me or whatever, I mean, when they talk to people, they'll say, he gives seminars, CLE seminars. He must know what he's talking about. He's been you know, quoted uh, in the Wall Street Journal, which for a securities attorney, that's a pretty good gig. Um, you know, He's published articles on issues relating to financial reform and securities litigation. That's what it is, and and I think that gives you the credibility and the authority that when you speak to people, uh, they they're they're more um, they tend more to listen, and I think that's the end thing. You want it, you want to come across as somebody you enjoy what you do, you're knowledgeable of what you do, and I think good things flow from that. Well, and and also when you present yourself, you can present yourself as an authority, but it's quite another thing to have people go online and find your content and see that you're an authority. I mean, saying it is one thing, but you know, being able to demonstrate that with again, you having an article in the Wall Street Journal, you having all this uh, information out there, it speaks for itself. And um, you know, it's just very interesting. Um, by you know, when when we do our work to source our guests, I received uh, Larry's email in my inbox, and I you know, in this you know, looking through, I, I'm going again through because we have so many guests and so many shows. I go over looking at the things that Larry did, and this morning when I talked to him, I said, "Wow, it really sounds like this is a stage thing. Like you're one of our clients, and we told you all this." Not true. Larry and I have never talked until today, and it's just sort of amazing how you see. How the, the different things complement, and uh, you know, we seem like wingmen for each other here. Um, but it's just a, a matter of the activity and getting it out there. And I'm sure that Larry looked us up and looked at, you know, was this a credible radio program? You know, what is this? Um, you know, the, if, if if it's an unknown entity. So again, you're all the activity you're doing. You're depositing bits of yourself and your credibility out there in the world, and then when people do come across you, um, you know, they find you. So you know, it's an opportunity. You know, I'm talking to Larry here about some of the things that of course, I'm seeing the opportunity where you know there are certain things that our organization can help their firm with, and it's just really it all comes down to having an eye for and being able to spot opportunities and being able to seize them. I, I, I couldn't agree uh, more. And you're right. I mean, we obviously you looked me up to see if you know I was you know who I said I was. I mean, I, I listened to a couple of your past. Um, Interviews because I was interested. I wanted see, to see. I didn't see, even you know, know that. Thank you. I didn't know that. <laughs> well, I wanted to see who was I talking to. You know how. You know what. What was the format? And, and it was all very helpful. And I was very anxious. You know, interested on on participating. And let me tell you. I mean, all this stuff that I learned like the very difficult way. I wish <laughs> a year ago I would have I would have known you. It would have made my life a lot easier <laughs> because then I wouldn't have had to try to create the wheel uh, from scratch. Well, I'll tell you what, now that you do know me, I can help you take it to the next step, but that's a conversation we can have offline. So, again, we're going to uh, wrap it up. Uh, Larry's just some final uh, notes on how people can contact you. Again, give us a summary of what your firm does and how people can get in touch. Great. Uh, the firm is Block & Landsman. We are in Chicago at 33 North LaSalle. Our phone number is 312-251-1144, and we represent investors who have lost significant sums of money to investment fraud, 
to misconduct by their brokers by being put in investments that they never should have been in in the first place and not being told what was actually being done with their money. Uh, we go in, we represent them in arbitration cases and in lawsuits, as the case is most appropriate, uh, and we work very, very hard uh, to get their uh, wrongfully caused losses back. All right. Thank you so much, Larry, for being on the show today. I appreciate your valuable time. Thank you, Nick. I really appreciate you inviting me on. All right. And we hope to have you back for some, maybe we'll talk about securities fraud in later depth sometime soon. And we also want to thank all of our guests for uh, being loyal and tuning in. We'd also like to thank today's commercial sponsors. I'll list them in order. We had number one, Mary Erlane of Peak Marketing and Sales and LMI Riverside. Two, Nancy K. Ducharme of the Law Offices of Nancy K. Ducharme. Three, Steve Fretzen and Sales Results Incorporated. Four, Jim Thompson of the Midwest Consulting Group and the Get Clients Now program. And five, credit damages expert George Finder. Upcoming show we'll let you know about uh, tomorrow, March 9th, attorney Cheryl Heisler from the company Law Alternatives, again, Law Alternatives, brings us tips on how to take our legal skills, transfer them to other practice areas. Cheryl came out of big law and then set up her own shop, helping attorneys who want to transition into other um, areas. She helps them identify and market their skill sets. So again, by way of disclaimer, this is a general information program and the advice shared on this show does not constitute legal advice and results may vary based on your facts and location. Communication with attorneys on this show does not give a rise to an attorney-client relationship. Our programming is politically neutral and objective counterpoints to views expressed are always welcome. We do uh, not necessarily endorse all of the opinions expressed by guests, but those guests certainly remain confidential and all rights to this broadcast are reserved by ALRPRA Incorporated. These Law Talk Radio broadcasts are programmed to bring our attorney and non-attorney audiences the tips, tools, and practice area information they can use to be better informed practitioners and consumers of legal services. With our guests and listeners located worldwide, we appreciate the opportunity to use this socially networked radio program to bring people together and share collective intelligence. Again, this is Nick Augustine for ALR PRA Incorporated, and we thank you for your time.